I'm Jason Klom, and this is the Comedy on Vinyl podcast. The year, 1988. The album, sort of. The many faces of ALF. The artist, Paul Fusco, a.k.a. ALF. And my guest is Jeffrey Golden. Thank you for being here. Oh, my pleasure, Jason. Thanks for having me. Of course. So you, let's let's break it down. You reached out to me a couple months ago. Yes. Because it turns out you and I and my buddy Dan were all artists on mp3.com back in the day. Yes. Should Where'd... we explain what mp3.com yeah, was? Yeah, please. Hit us with it. It was, uh, so we're talking the late 90s, uh-huh. early aughts. Mm-hmm. Napster has become a big thing. Mm-hmm. And some investors... Investors, I guess, had the idea. Uh, some some uh, web web dudes mm. from that era <laughs> had the idea. What if we get unsigned artists <laughs> onto a website? Mm-hmm. We'll promote them, and we'll give them money every time somebody plays their MP3s, downloads their MP3s from our site. Mm-hmm. And uh, the business model is we're going to sell ads on right. those web pages. Right. And they also sold CDs, based, so you could make a CD based yeah. on your uh, based on your music. Um, you know, they would pay you X amount per streams, X amount per, per right. download. Um, and uh, yeah, we were both in the comedy section of MP3.com. Oddly, I it was uh, <laughs> for me it was late high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were, yeah, both uh, successful in that uh, in yeah. that arena. Yeah, who, who knew? I and so so I was. I listened to your podcast to listen to comedy on vinyl mm-hmm. um, through a recommendation on Twitter, and I was like, oh, this guy seems seems cool. And I was poking around your pages, mm-hmm. and sure enough, I saw on one of your pages like I'm from uh, Western New York, mm-hmm. and I was I was a hit on MP3.com, and it's like that's. That's my story. <laughs> that's, that's why you're stealing stealing my life story, but Jason. Be, it's so fair, weird. You actually seem to have gotten some money off of it. I don't remember seeing a fucking penny. Not Ooh. to say, like I said, I, I think mp3.com.au, the Australian wing of the same thing. Great. People knew who I was, but I don't remember seeing a dime. I was just so excited to buy my quote unquote my own CD. I did. I I saw. I did see quite a bit of money um, awesome. from it, which was great. Yeah. Um, it was. I think because I don't know what I I I uh, a lot of my stuff. What I was doing at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep in mind, I was in high school. Sure. Um, I was very much influenced by uh, Stan Freeberg mm-hmm. and uh, and Weird Al Yankovic. Sure. Um, and I wanted to do. It was the era of TRL. Yeah. And basically, I made uh, pa- song parodies of the popular TRL songs. So right. something on TRL would hit big, mm-hmm. and then I would uh, I'd come out with my version of it. You know, <laughs> with my take. And usually they weren't. Uh, parodies and usually Weird Al doesn't do make fun of the original artist right. in his work. Sure. Um, whereas that's all I did, pretty much. It was everything was, you know, uh, pretty much that mm-hmm. was, hey, In uh, Sync is pretty dumb. <laughs> let me make, let me take an In Sync song and change the lyrics to be about how dumb In Sync was. <laughs> um, but the thing I think that helped me was that um, my song, so. It was there were some weird legal requirements, but my mm-hmm. there there was the staff, the brass at MP3.com were seeing myself as getting popular, but they put certain restrictions on it. So yeah. I had to say I had to state up front very clearly that it was a parody of this specific artist in the titles of the the mm-hmm. things, and that actually worked in my favor because people would be searching Eminem, yep. say. Or Venga Boys, right? And they would find, oh, well, you weren't going to find Eminem or the Venga Boys on MP3.com. Uh huh. They weren't. Uh, <laughs> they were not unsigned artists of the late nineties. <laughs> right. They were very much signed and doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could see my parody. You could listen to a parody. Right. And uh, and that's what they did. So I think I got a lot of incidental traffic yeah. in addition to uh, folks on the comedy looking specifically for humor. I think yeah. there was also some. Some passers-by being like, who's who's this asshole? <laughs> can I swear on this podcast? Oh, of course you can. Who's this fucking asshole? <laughs> did you, at some point, your stuff must have ended up on Napster. It did. In, like, but credited to Weird Al. 
that was the amazing thing. Mm -hmm. It was usually actually credited to me, and there was a good right. there was a good reason for. It. I know that that is the classic mm -hmm. thing, right? Mm -hmm. That song parodies would often get miscredited to Weird Al. Yeah. But the thing was because they were on MP3.com. They also uh, made sure that we had to have the meta tags oh, in the sure, data already. Sure, yeah, yeah. So nobody was like changing the meta tags. Mm -hmm. It was usually things that were misattributed were usually things that I think people recorded off the radio. Yeah, yeah. And like from their local radio station and mm -hmm. just assumed that it was a Weird Al parody. Right. Whereas uh, my things already had the, um, I called myself at that time, the minty fresh voice of Jeffrey <laughs> Golden. Um, so they already had that tag on them. So nobody was like changing it. To, fair. to, right. to credit Weird Al erroneously. So good. It, it wasn't, uh, people weren't doing it maliciously. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. they were just uh, uninformed. Did you have that. a cafe press shop with your face on a shirt or something? I never had my face on a shirt, but yes, I definitely had a cafe press. Uh, and I was very disappointed by the quality of the cafe press oh, items. Boy. Yeah. yeah. They were printed poorly. And usually mm -hmm. the logo, the artwork was very small. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the, that is. That's one of my pet peeves, one of my t-shirt pet peeves. Me too. I don't like a small logo. No, and I still have most of my shirts that I bought from the day. And I still have a Cafe Press account because it's the only way for some of these things to get made, right? So I've got my news radio podcast. And the other day I'm like, oh, you know what? I've got enough credit because people buy random shit that I do up there. I've got enough credit. I can buy myself a mug. And I just got it <laughs> yesterday. And I look at it and I'm like, this is 2019 and it's blurry. It is still blurry. I know. On, in a photo, looks great. Oh, of course. It's, it's great. Always. But up front, it's Oh, like, and you go by their specs. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You, you follow their specs to the T. Yeah. Oh, 300 DPI. It needs mm -hmm. to be, you know, an SVG file or whatever. Mm. And then you do it. And then it's like, mm -mm, no. no, still bad, Not by the sure way. I mean, happened. we put you through all these hoops with mm -hmm. Photoshop. But it's still going to be bad. It's still going to be very bad. I apologize to anybody listening for our very specific complaints and references right now to mp3.com and Cafe Press. No, what it's do you just, apologize that's what we're for? I mean, that, look, this is a, a comedy on vinyl podcast. I know yes. this isn't vinyl, but this is <laughs> the history of audio comedy. It is true. There was a time. That is true. You know, in early, uh, in early internet when all comedy all this comedy was audio but For there sure. wasn't video because right. there was no youtube mm -mm. video was very expensive Oof. at that time yeah i remember um really wanting to crack the channel 101 102 mm -hmm. where i ended up getting a uh some things on channel 102 the new york one okay. but i remember really wanting to get on channel 101 mostly because you know you're shooting videos with your friends mm -hmm. and it's like where i want these on the internet yeah but it was super expensive to host them. Yeah, they charge you the bandwidth. They charge you bandwidth. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so yeah. So a lot of comedy was audio, yeah. um, especially in those early days. I think the first thing I ever downloaded off the internet mm -hmm. was through America Online, and it was a waveform of Homer saying "doe" a bunch of different times, and I believe it took a full day. Wow! It was it was like so. My parents wouldn't use the the phone at night, so mm -hmm. I had to be so it had to be like eight o'clock or something like that. My parents were off the phone because the modem would you know if you picked up the phone you'd ruin the connection. Uh huh. Um, I am dating myself. Mm -hmm. Um. So uh, see, so yeah, I think I started at eight at night. And then, so I guess it wasn't a full, it's like a half day. And then I would wake up in the morning, I'd let it run all night, mm -hmm. and I'd wake up in the morning, and by like 6.30, 7 a.m., the Doe's montage had finished. That's what we're talking about in terms of speed of uh, internet humor at that time. I remember that exact file. I'm certain Iron Dan <laughs> downloaded it yeah. in oh, a fit. Yeah, yeah. It was a, I mean, who wouldn't want a bunch of Doe's? <laughs> That's amazing. You would ha and you would have that. Yeah. And it was yours. Right. <laughs> you won't. You you quote unquote owned it. Uh huh. <laughs> this is a very dumb time for comedy. It's okay. I love it. I I, I do. Now here's the thing. We're gonna go further back now because people Please. are gonna be very annoyed that we're gonna go ten years before that. Let's now, take this a journey. We're taking a travel exactly. journey through time here. Now this is not an album. I was I misled you. It's not an album. It is a collection of singles. <laughs> 
It's several albums. Yeah, you sure. Were, you were you were misled only to be pleased by how many more <laughs> albums there were. It's not just one. It's it's a collection of four. Oh, I've had p- people be picky. Unless there's more than one song on it, it's technically not an album. So I've had people get real picky with me because that thing oh, down see. there is the smallest comedy record in history. Right? You can't even see it. It's right down here in this case. Oh yes, I've, I I read about this on your site. That yes. thing. But people, I love it. People said, "Why'd you call it an album? It's a, it's a record." Okay. I'm sorry I misspoke. Well, I can I, I misspoke. I also well, let's let's go further. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's push further. Sure. Because this isn't technically vinyl. It's, a, no. it's not vinyl either. No, These are cardboard. Not. Yes, they are. But I'm a I am a collector of uh I guess what they would call singles, uh, flexi discs mm-hmm. and cardboard records. I I love them. <laughs> I am uh you know, somebody who uh a sketch comedy guy. Yeah. And I love that like these albums Oh, you could really only get one joke, mm-hmm. or maybe one song, or one sketch, or one idea, one short right. idea on this album. Mm-hmm. So, what are you gonna? What's gonna be on there? Yeah, and uh, you can listen to it usually in uh, you know a couple minutes, and it's like, oh, that's what it is. Of what course. it is. Of course. Do you only now? Do you collect them in general, or do you only collect comedy ones? Uh, I collect ones that I think are weird. Okay. And usually those fall under either purposeful comedy mm-hmm. or, uh, in, you know, in unintentionally like uh, humorous uh, banners. You will find them sometimes at Atomic Records in Burbank. I will tell you that. Oh, good. Sometimes I, I feel I, like they I, were... I usually go eBay, and okay, so yeah. I like no, but I like to bin. I like the bin. They cost nothing there because they don't care about them. I think they were giving them away free one day, so I'm pretty sure Atomic Records would be like, you can buy all of our paper records for almost nothing. Like I would almost oh, guarantee you they don't give a shit. Oh, Atomic! Yeah. I'm definitely going. Atomic's That's exciting. Great. It's so good that is exciting so news. how many are there here these are there are four four alf burger king yes burger king records you would get them free <sighs> with so an good. alf puppet mm-hmm. that was dressed like the <laughs> alf music persona <laughs> that uh that each album so there's so in other words for example mel mac rock there's a rocker alf on the the, the cardboard mm-hmm. and you could get the rock Alf puppet yep. in addition. So I definitely could... have that. Wait a minute. I had three of these. Holy shit. I was a spoiled little boy. <laughs> you had three. You had th- you did pretty well. And I don't have the records anymore. You I, have the records. I didn't have any of them. Yeah. Growing up. The uh the the Flexidisc that got me into Flexidiscs mm-hmm. was uh Billy and the Boinger's bootleg, which was uh which was part of the Bloom County it was in a oh. Bloom County collection. Okay. I was a huge uh, <laughs> comics nerd and I, I I write comics in addition to many other things and mm-hmm. games and animations and such. Um and so I had this extensive collection of Bloom County comics. Um I loved the strip. Uh, I didn't understand any of the of 80s political references, but yeah. I thought it was just hilarious. And <laughs> one of the books came with this amazing thing, which was like this tiny record. My dad was a collector of records. He, okay. He had a huge, extensive record collection, especially comedy records. Really? Is, yeah, absolutely. Which is how absolutely. I ended up getting the musical taste that I did. It's how I mm-hmm. was introduced to Stan Freeberg and to uh, a lot of his Monty Python and to a lot of uh, a lot of great acts were through his... Uh, through his record collection, amazing. Um, and so, uh, but I, I had this. So, so he had all these, but I had this one <laughs> floppy little record that I loved, and mm-hmm. I would play it again and again. Um, and uh, yeah, and it, it sparked a fascination for me with these uh, disposable records. And so, yeah, I kept, I kept uh, collecting them, and That's uh, so good. yeah. And so I, so when I heard that there were Alf records, mm-hmm. uh. I had to have them all. Mm-hmm. Of course, it would not be satisfied right. with just one. I had no. to have them all. That's amazing. So also, you, were these eBay's then? eBay purchase? These were eBay okay. purchases. By the way, I, I yes. uh, so I found, I found a an article mm-hmm. from uh, this was from the Sun Sentinel, the uh, South Florida Sun Sentinel, um, uh, about the announcing this is from 1988 mm-hmm. um, and talking about these records and I thought I would maybe <laughs> to provide some context for please, our listeners I, I please, thought I would please. read a little excerpt from uh, from the article so uh, it starts by talking about Herb who was uh, a failed Burger King mascot Herb the Nerd oh my god uh, that fizzled out that nobody uh, nobody wanted Herb the Nerd um, so it stands to reason that Burger King Corp would latch onto a sure thing in subsequent promotions, and it couldn't have chosen anything more certain than Alf. Emphasis mine. 
Uh, the fuzzy alien life form, Alf, get it, has wisecracked his way into the hearts of adults and children alike. With a primetime television show on Monday nights, as well as a popular cartoon on Saturday morning, he is America's best-loved puppet. Now, I want you to think about that. That is that is saying something, of to mm-hmm. Alf's credit at, yeah. at the time. Because this is 1988. Sure. The Muppets are very popular very still at so. this point. Yeah. Like, so to declare Alf America's <laughs> best-loved puppet over Kermit the Frog or yeah. Miss Piggy is really saying something. Uh, in fact, a, a National Enquirer survey says that more Americans recognize Alf than Democratic presidential candidate Michael, Michael Dukakis. Dukakis. Yay. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so this was part of a two-tiered promotion on the on the part of Burger King to uh, get people into the stores, get people talking about BK, uh, put Alf out there. Get him to vote for George Bush. <laughs> and get him to vote for George Bush. And it worked. It all worked. It... This is remarkable. And I was telling you that I moved to the U.S. in 1988, and that which is why this is kind of like... Perfect. This is like for America me, culture. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. When I came Welcome over from Mother Russia, America culture. Hey. Okay, we got we got Elf for you. I feel like I was in love with Elf uh, in Germany, but we got everything a year late. And then I come to America, and like, holy fuck, I can put a little Elf on my hand, play a record. I remember playing the record, and my mom telling me you should probably put a penny on it because it's not going to play. Right. Have you played these yet? Uh, I have only played one of them. Okay. Did you have to put a penny on it, or did you have no problems with it? I didn't have any problem with okay. it on, my, on mine, but mm-hmm. I've definitely uh, done pennies for other uh, sure. albums before. So, yes, <laughs> your mom was accurate. Some of these uh, flexi discs and, and tiny albums will not play right. sans penny. <laughs> Do you want to give one a shot? Of course. Okay. Come on, it's well, what I'm now here let's for. pick. We got Mel Mac Rock. I think we have to start with Mel Mac Rock. Let's start with Mel, Mel Mac Rock, though. So, yeah. we're going to do a first on the show, which is A, we're going back to clips for one episode only. Please, nobody bug me about that. Uh, <laughs> B, we're going to do it live. We're going to listen to them uh, and then comment on them. We're not going to talk over them like the first two episodes of the podcast. Don't freak out. I know that yes. was a bad idea. We're all aware. But let's give a listen to Mel Mac Rock. Wonderful. All right. All right. As long as you trust me with it. Of course. Come on. We're going to need a penny. penny. Otherwise, it's going to. Oh, and I have a giant pile of pennies over here. Wonderful. Let's let's do. Let's and do uh, you know, sometimes with these records, mm-hmm. uh, one of the challenges is um, you have to increase the size of the hole. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And if that is the case, I am okay with that. I we can. I'm so uncomfortable doing that. No, it's it is it is okay. Let me see. It, it's moving fine. Okay, great. Okay. Oh, oh god. Oh. <laughs> Quality is going. Oh, Oh, no. <laughs> All right. We're getting there. We're getting there. All right. One, two, three, four. Well, I was born on Melmac on a parquet night. The moons were green and the streets were bright. I looked around and I said, I feel all right. I'm going to rock this. I got this job as an orbit guard And when my work is done, I party hard Take my souped-up poop out of my backyard And burn up Rigatoni Boulevard We're gonna fly tonight Cause we're doing the Melmac Rock We're in the sky tonight Cause we're doing the Melmac Rock From every corner of this Terrestrials will be rocking with me. So rock it with me, baby, cause we're doing the Melmac Rock. I got a pretty baby, sets my fur on fire. Her kisses burn like a telephone wire. Gonna tear up this town, we're gonna paint it blue. The cats are jumping, cause we're coming through. We're gonna shout tonight. Cause we're doing the Melmac Rock Shake it to the rhythm of my guitar 
quite all right. This this album was not meant to be played in full. <laughs> well, I I want to point out something. Yes, I, please. So, uh, I have this is not the only uh, Alf thing that I own. Okay. Um, I also have an issue of Alf magazine. Ooh. Um, and I also own uh, there's some other. What was the other Alf thing that I have? I have some Alfs. The, the point uh-huh. is, I'm a, I'm a, a, I wouldn't describe myself as an Alf collector, uh-huh. but I definitely have accumulated some Alf items <laughs> over the years. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this thing... Oh, and Alf trading cards. Yes, sure. I have some... Of I've course. discussed uh, Alf trading cards on, on another podcast really? as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> and one of the things uh, that they do that's very strange to me is there's a lot of food humor. Mm-hmm. Like Rigatoni Boulevard, yeah, which is like weird. It's like an alien. It's it's like the writing is like, oh, this is like I guess the word Rigatoni sounds like weird, right? It's like it's like an, oh, like alien, <laughs> like a Rigatoni from an alien world. It's not, <laughs> like most people would think, like oh, like Zarzooks or, or <laughs> Glamglorks, but but they're like you know yeah like pastas like <laughs> pasta fazool is like a weird alien word i remember even as a kid shit like that not quite tracking and i'm like yeah. what is this what's the joke yeah. uh, i also god that just so flashed Spring- me the fuck back though. very bruce springsteen oh yeah like there's a part of me that's like all right, whoever wrote the backing track did not do a bad job writing a backing track. No, no. It's it's it is well produced for a, yeah. for what it is. For a cardboard comedy album uh-huh. that you got for free uh-huh. at Burger King, it's pretty well produced sonically. I mean, this is going to this is going to start to bother me, but I'm going to by the end of this episode, I'm already halfway there. Uh, I'm going to want to know who actually wrote these and Great. recorded them and where the masters are. Great. They're probably dead, right? They're probably gone. Not the people. I'm saying the masters are probably oh, been wiped somewhere. The people, people, people are probably all dead. Well, it's a it's a real <laughs> permanent midnight situation. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> what do we do? We're gonna have to do some research at this point. I'm I going. Love I'm that. not gonna put that on you. I'll do the research. Okay, great. Well, listen, I'll help. I'm I'm okay. here. All right, then we'll I'm both here to help. All right, now I'm gonna I'm gonna carefully remove this. It may have pennies. been him himself. It may have been Paul Fusco I mean, himself. It could be. I don't know. He the may man... be the guy owns the rights to Alf. Right. So that is that. That tells me he's a bit of a he's a, maybe a bit of a one one man shop. Here, yeah, you that's know. true. I don't know how you want to do this. Let's. Uh, oh yeah, no. Let's, let's do the next one. All right. Yeah. Let's let's do it. The next one. I love the title. Of take the next me, one. comma Alf, comma to the ball game. Right. Take me, Alf. <laughs> To the ball game. The commas are doing a lot of work. These are very important commas. Uh, oh, it does specifically instruct you to place coin near record center if record slips. There you go. To be fair, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, this is not that heavy, but I think what this did was allow just a little bit of extra purchase. Yeah, I think so, I, I think I may need to get me one of those. Well, then, then you it's a just let idea. me know, and I, I, will, uh, I, will, I will 3D print one for you. Oh, my goodness. So I, is, I definitely This is had... my best day. <laughs> so based on, yeah, like I said, based on the outfits he's wearing, which we should say there's some great uh, stuff that would make you know be on a you know a van in, in a, at, at a at a fair at a local fair yeah like very for, airbrushed looking like for example yeah Mel Mac Rock uh, yeah we see him it's very much Bruce Springsteen it's it's uh, imagine <laughs> Alf in like a leather vest with like a bandana tied around his head and he's doing like a power symbol while <laughs> up to power fist uh-uh. to the to a, a an audience while uh, he plays guitar an audience that's loving it and there's like. Uh, it's kind of like I, I was described as like gem-like, it gem the cartoon uh-huh, uh-huh. like music notes and like For bright, sure. bright uh, pastel-colored uh, rock and roll lights behind uh. him. Uh, yeah, that's that's Mel Mac Rock. But then we've got uh, Take Me Alf to the Ball Game. The most frustrating part of these, I will say, specifically with Mel Mac Rock and whatever the surfing. You have the surfing one. Is that yes, the other one you have? Absolutely. Uh, his props he came with the guitar or the surfboard were right. made of the same cardboard these are made of and just got torn up in five minutes. Yeah, of there's no him. way to keep that fresh. Made me there's so no sad. way to keep it cherry. No, and I was a collector nerd kid like an idiot. Like I couldn't enjoy anything I had. Oh, no. It took me until I was about 33 to learn to enjoy the things I purchased. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah. So that's all it's reminding me of is how great it was and then how sad I was when the guitar tore. <laughs> um, so let's listen to Take Me. Alf to the ball game. Take me Alf to the ball game. Now it's my turn to bat. It's my favorite of all games. And I'll knock this gut minder flat. 
was a wreck. He winds it up and lets it fly. And it hits me in the neck. Yikes! Strike one! Strike! He beamed me with a trout ball. Where'd you win your umpire license? In a lottery? Melmac's honor was at stake. I looked out to the mound. But this one hits me in the leg. And it knocks me to the ground. Strike two! Strike! Yeah, strike it struck you, didn't it? I gripped the bat and braced myself for the third and final swing. And just to throw the thrower off, I took time out to sing. Lob a couple of fish heads and I'll send them into the clouds. Take me out to the ball game, cause I love the roar of the crowd. Right about the same time on each record. <laughs> Listen, these records are very warped. <laughs> you, it's hard to get them in good condition. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, I don't know what you ever. could do. I guess, I yeah, I guess maybe just I should put them into a into a book or something uh -huh. for a year. Maybe yeah, right. I'll flatten them out. <laughs> um, fish heads, by the again, uh -huh. the f food is always very right. crucial. And uh, I may, per, I do think it's a subtle reference to uh, the what is it uh, Barnes and Barnes to fish heads Good fish call. heads I wonder roly poly fish heads which was yeah, right? gaining popularity at mm -hmm. this time as Doctor Demento yeah I wonder I also like that it is a a very eighties musicalized version of Casey at the Bat yes but it's but it's Alf it's a little rappy because obviously Paul Fusco not a singer. And rock again, yeah, and, and rockier. Like yep. it's definitely was like the okay. We can't just do Casey at the bat. We right. can't do you know the, <laughs> the, the the. It can't sound like take me out to the ball game. You know this has got to rock. Although it could have been Alfie ate the cat. Yeah, I'm just saying it's another option that is terrible. Let's but, move on. This is the problem with my brain. And by the way, yes. uh, Alf also not good at sports. That mm -hmm. is canon. Mm -hmm. um, he also in the uh, in the uh, magazine in Alf magazine, uh -huh. the issue that I have talks about his uh, football days or whatever the Alf equivalent to football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he insisted on being uh, put into the game. And uh, and a after much insistence, the coach put him in mm -hmm. uh, against his better judgment, and Alf was terrible and almost ruined the game for everybody. So uh, Alf not... has a very weird backstory when it gets to the comics and the and like the the magazines mythology. Boy, oh boy. There's mm -hmm. a lot to there's a lot more to Alf than the the Tanner family. <laughs> if you if all you know about Alf is his is his adventures with the Tanner family, you're really missing out. <laughs> this is very deep uh, deep mythology here. All right, this may be uh I'm wondering what this is. Yeah, this this uh this one may be uh something else here. I mm -hmm. I uh this is one that I listened to 20 seconds of it on eBay and I was uh -huh. like I have to stop because I have to try to listen to it with, <laughs> with, with Jason uh, it, it is uh it's it's a cooking it's a cooking parody cooking show parody wow but I believe it is also a uh, a rap number oh my <laughs> so uh, get oh, ready yeah based off the back which is what do you get when you combine I can't do Alf anymore combine a cooking oh, I, show I, I with rap music please hit me Hey, uh, what do you get when you combine a cooking show with rap music? Rap cooking? Ha! Dig it! Holy <laughs> hey, shit. Willie? <laughs> that is a not a bad elf. Relax, Willie! I've got this. And who am I kidding? If In this situation, I'm always Willie. I mean, look at me now. This is the saddest thing in the world. Oh, no. You're doing better than the... Than the the well, poor real the, life actor who I plays Willie. That that story is so sad. <laughs> uh, should get him on the podcast. All right, there you go. <laughs> Miss Dams and Messieurs, welcome to the world-renowned Shay Alf Home Study Cooking Course. Today, the waddling gourmet chef Alf himself, Moi, is going to teach you how to whip together a dazzling array of delicious dishes. And the forks won't taste too bad either. Ah! Ah! First, we'll start with a speciality from the headlock region of Melmac. 
Filet of fungal with a wartlap sauce. Now you're gonna need a couple of things. A quart of glop, a piece of snark the size of a small turnip, or is it a turnip the size of a small snark? Never mind. Four pounds of Melmacian mustard mung, salt and pepper to taste. Oh, also an oven about the size of, well, a cat. <laughs> you ready? Then let's get cooking. Personally, uh, look, I don't like having warped records uh, that can't play. But on the other hand, for these records, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not offended. <laughs> the, Holy uh, shit! Yeah, there's some. That's some rapping. That's mm-hmm. some classic '80s rapping. Oh boy. Um, you know, it's no, uh, it's he's no rapping Rodney. Right. right. I would say. Right. Who is? Uh, he's not even an. Uh, actually, my well, okay. Who is your? Who is your favorite, uh, what is your favorite joke, like, novelty rap, would you say? Because I have an an answer. uh, Probably Mel Brooks doing the Hitler rap is probably the one that I think of first. That's a good one. And they also released that as an actual single, I think. Oh, shit. Yeah, listenable, too. Um, I'm going to go with uh, with Buggin' on the Space Jam soundtrack. Are you familiar? No, because I've never seen the movie. Um... Well, uh, well, first of all, yes. I'm not going to sit here and tell you Space Jam is a good movie. <laughs> but I'll definitely tell you Space Jam is a movie worth watching, okay. especially as a comedy person, as mm-hmm. a comedy connoisseur. Um, it's a fascinating bit of, of history uh-huh. in animated film. Um, the uh, So Buggin' mm-hmm. is uh, the last track on the Space Jam album, which is considered a great album, although mm-hmm. now with... R. Kelly, it's like a little bit sure. semi-unlistenable. Uh-huh. Um, but it is it is exactly, it is a, uh, a, a rap track for Bugs Bunny where he uh, disses Mickey Mouse. Uh, <laughs> he talks about uh, Lola wearing his chain. Um, it's great. Um, it's legitimately like well done. And the mm-hmm. reason it's well done is because it was written by... Sean Carter, aka Jay Z. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is, uh, and when I found that out, I bl- blew my mind. It was like, but it makes so much sense. Uh-huh. It actually does bear like a lot. Like you listen to it, and it's like, oh, you're right. Like these are these. There definitely are some signature Jay Z moves That's in this so song. Funny. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it is a Bugs Bunny rap that is, uh, I would say, a very listenable um, and very funny. Um, on a number of levels, both I think both legitimately and also ironically, sure, so sure, that sure. Beautiful, it occupies that beautiful middle ground. Mm-hmm. Something is both uh, horrible but also wonderful, and it's just this great. It's like I don't know if I should like this as much as I do, right. but I really do. Was Billy West uh, Bugs Bunny at this point? I believe so. Okay, yes. it was definitely not uh, Mel Brooks. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Mel definitely Blank. not Mel Blanc. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that would be an interesting. Long, Bugs Bunny. It, this has been the end of the day. I it had to take a very windy road to get uh, to get to this, oh no to get to your place. Oh shit! And I was like so nauseous by the time oh, I God, got no. here. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I, I just 
there's one slip up that's uh, I think I'm I'm owed. Okay. I think I'm owed that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so are we <laughs> now going to listen to what I'm assuming is, and I cannot remember any of these, obviously. Yes. a Beach Boys parody. This is definitely a Beach Boys parody. I mean, he's there's got no this quest. He's got great this. Hawaiian shirt on. Hawaiian shirt, uh, sunglasses that he clearly bought at like a novelty <laughs> tourist shop. He's got a bottle of Alf suntan lotion that says Alf don't burn. Um, though is any I didn't re- I guess it must be his snout because mm-hmm. he's covered in pretty thick fur. True, but maybe his uh, his snout is uh, exposed to to the sun. It could be, and he's in a tropical uh, beach setting. Holy cow! God damn it! This is I believe this is my favorite of the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though I do love the rap. I do love that rap. Uh, now that that's pretty great. But I, <laughs> this is my. I think this is. I think the 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 creative experiment of mm-hmm. uh, Alf recording music. I think uh, this is the pinnacle. This is now, the, the peak. Are these the only four they released, or did they release others? Uh, if there are others, I am unaware of them. The only reason I ask is because on the back. It does say you have to purchase, oh, okay, up to five eligible ALF plush toys. Okay, so if you want to buy more than one of them, you can. Okay, right. that's why I see up so you have to. If you that's doubled fine. up on uh, rap, cooking rap ALF <laughs> puppet, then uh, you could get, you could you could mail away. Grandma's going to love this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do this time? I'm going to weigh it down a little more. Okay, great. a little extra because maybe that will... That'll that'll be the final little bit that we need for this son of a bitch to actually play properly. We'll see how we do. We'll we'll see because who, who knows? Now let's see how how far in does the groove go? I actually think that the flexidiscs play better than the cardboard ones. Oh yeah. The, oh, yeah. the flexidiscs are actually pretty reliable. Mm-hmm. They, they, they do that was a much better technology. Uh, the cardboard ones, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, definitely more. Uh, Wolf. Yeah, harder to keep uh, in good condition. And, I have. And much, more prone to warping. I have what I think is the first. It's either the first cardboard flexi disc or the first pullout from a magazine. Anyway, it's from the fifties. Whoa! Uh, I'll have shit. to play it for you later. It's not Please. comedy. It is literally. It's a song. It's an advertisement for a razor that has Perfect. Bing Crosby, Louis Armstrong, Rosemary Clooney. I cannot remember who else, but it's a bunch of celebrities singing a song for this oh, fucking sh- razor. Oh shit! That sounds amazing. <laughs> I love so that. Dumb. Yeah. Have you uh, have you heard have you watched the documentary Bathtubs? over broadway no i think you're gonna love this documentary uh-huh. i think the folks listening will love this documentary mm-hmm. too um so uh steve young who was a writer for uh david letterman show mm-hmm. david letterman used to do this bit where he would play albums on the show like these kind of weird albums that were like i very ironic mm-hmm. you know like so bad it's it's good kind sure. of stuff and Steve's job was to pick out those albums. That was one of his one of his bits. Mm-hmm. And uh, he found this. Basically, he discovered this whole incredible genre of Broadway musicals mm-hmm. that were written and and performed only for corporate events. So, like yes. a major okay. corporation. Okay, you know you're talking about. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. So, so it would be like you know. McDonald's or mm-hmm. you know uh, a GM or whatever right. would like hire these like amazing Candor and Ebb or something you mm-hmm. know would hire these like amazing uh, producers of Broadway shows to like put on basically like a corporate play yeah. to like rally the troops and the, the they love them the the workers love them um, and yeah they put they would put these things on and. Uh, but they were rarely recorded, and if they were recorded, like there's only very few. So he found them, and he started mm-hmm. by like putting them onto Letterman, and then he just got invested, really invested in the scene, and started like meeting the people behind oh, them. That's so good, and it's great. It's a it's a wonderful documentary. It's mm-hmm. really cool, and uh, it kind of it shows you how he kind of crosses the line from like ironic comedy guy mm-hmm. into like somebody who is just who is like. Uh, deeply invested into the lives of the people who so make these things, and so good. you know, chant and becomes a champion for them. Oh, that's great! It's great. So anyway, that, that's uh, that's my recommendation. That's fucking great. Well, Bathtubs you know, over abroad. You can get it on uh, Amazon. It's it's a, it's a paid. Re- it's a rental. You rent okay. it. I'm gonna have to watch that like maybe tonight because that's perfect. I I have one that I found before I'd ever because somebody has told me about it, but I forgot the name. Like an idiot, I forgot the name. I remember it tonight, <laughs> but I have one that is not a musical. But it's actually even way more up my alley because it's technically 
sketch. It's not right. sketch. It, there's a narrative, but there's it's, it's like a variety it's, show. Yeah, and it's supposed to be funny and woof. Uh, it's right. for IBM. Good. It is two discs. It is two records. Oh shit. It was recorded in Santa Monica. Good. And I'm like, oh god, there's so much here. Like I, I literally <laughs> after listening to, it, I'm like, I kind of want to go to where they recorded it. I don't know. Like, <laughs> so you get so invested when you research this shit, where it's like. The ironic appreciation does kind of go out the window eventually, where it's like, oh, right. Well, they they're, hired, they're humans, and it's, yeah. IBM hired the Muppets in a number of famous uh, training films. There's like That's a bunch amazing. of like Muppet IBM films. Yeah, they're pretty great. Um, so yeah, they had good taste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you, did you, I just heard this the other day. So I had forgotten Warren Buffett has a, uh, a cameo on an episode of The Office as one of the managers. Okay, I, I do not remember that. And he's acting, asking like, so so what's the salary and like, can I take these vacation days? He's being very <laughs> right. cheap and it's very cute. Um, apparently the reason that started was uh, everybody in The Office, including Steve Carell, did a thing for his company where, uh... yeah, and with the agreement that it was never to see the light of day. Right. Only they could see it, which is like, no, fuck you. Yeah, we'll like see well, it's these not things. canon. We can see it. It doesn't have to be canon. I still would like to see the damn thing. I see. This, they did like a little office yeah. routine that uh-huh. was just for the for for Warren Buffett. It's insane. And Warren Buffett alone. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, if you got the kind of money where you can just uh, Steve Carell, do my bidding, please. I mean, yeah. that's it's kind of <laughs> great. Um, all right, let's listen to Melmac Girls, which I. I cannot wait for it. I'm, I'm, I, well, we'll see if it skips. We'll I think see. you're going to love What's going to happen is, by the way, if all of these end up skipping, I'm just going to cut in the versions from YouTube and people are like, what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> those girls. Those Melmac girls. They're out of this world. Those Melmac girls. Set me out of this world. Around the galaxy, there's only one kind of girl that's really for me. Far from beyond the Andromeda Sea, those Melmac girls fit my fantasy. They got looks I just can't live without. Hey, I guess I'm a sucker for a long, lean snout. Those Melmac girls, they're out of this world. This world, those Melmac girls, hey, they're out of this world. My big guitar solo, check it out. Hey, not bad for a guy with only four fingers, huh? Alf some credit here. Please, please. A little bit of credit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the line long lean snout implies that he is attracted to uh, Melmacians, to female mm-hmm. Melmacians. Sure. I mean, I guess you could you could be after big nose human women. <laughs> sure. But the sure. reason I say it is because um, a lot of cartoon characters, like a lot of like male cartoon characters that are not human mm-hmm. are inexplicably attracted to like human women true it's this really strange thing or it's mm-hmm. like yeah it's like um we were talking about like opus the penguin like opus the penguin like never dated like a penguin mm-hmm. like a lady penguin like he exclusively dated human women as <laughs> does, does like a lot of characters as do a lot of characters so i, I like that um you know, uh, the Alpha is showing love to the Melmacian women. Sure, you know he's not necessarily just defaulting to human women like so many uh, other <laughs> uh, cartoon characters do. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's uh, I think that's nice. He I think likes a natural Melmacian lo- woman. Give that some love. Mm-hmm. You know, listen, I'm all for uh, I'm all for intergender <laughs> inter. Uh, what would it be? Interspecies sure. uh, pairings, if that's sure. Uh, <laughs> if, if Although you want to be careful where people, uh, yeah, assuming your you... cartoon characters, oh, yeah, sure, know, yeah, there we go. It's not yeah. real life. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But uh, yeah, you know, it's nice. Show some love to uh, to your own species too. <laughs> exactly right. And do it in a song with again. Mm-hmm. I like the backing track of all of these. They're yeah, all 1988 to the T. Absolutely. Even that even sounds like 80s era Beach Boys. It sounds like an 80s attempt to recreate the 60s, which is like right. a little off. A little, yeah, a little too much reverb on the voice. For sure. For they were sure. like, oh, they always put reverb on the voice. Like, we gotta have reverb. And it just like cranked up the reverb dial. To, like too much. Oh my god, I there's, it, I really hope we find out who made these because it's gonna bug me. It means we're literally this will be the weirdest revisit in the history of the podcast if that happens. You I know look, that, right? I look forward to you having on the person who uh, made these two. Uh, to get the full story. <laughs> I, I want to hear the full story. I love that even in a Beach Boys thing, they're well known for beautiful harmonies. He's still talk singing like Kesha. Like, yeah, he absolutely. He's still just like... Talk singing is very common in these cartoon character albums. Mm-hmm. The the um, So the Looney Tunes did like a... Uh, they did like an Elvis album, I Holy believe. Shit. I believe they did both an Elvis and a Beatles album. Oh I think God. they came out on cassette. Amazing. And they're like, you know, it's there's not a lot of singing. It's mostly yeah. a lot of, like, side chatter. Mm-hmm. It's mostly like, you know, it, it's like uh, blue suede shoes, but then also, like, Sylvester's trying to catch Tweety while of course. <laughs> talking about blue suede shoes, <laughs> you know. If I put on blue suede shoes, maybe I could catch that <laughs> wascally bird, you know. Um, so there's, there's, I believe, uh, and then there's a, there's some Disney ones as well. Mm-hmm. I believe there's like a Mickey Mouse disco where there's oh, yeah. a lot of talk. I there's a lot of like, oh, oh have go- it in here goofy, somewhere. yeah. Go- let's rock it, Goofy. You know, a lot of chatter. Sure. A lot of goofs. Mm-hmm. A lot of gags. <laughs> Is, okay, so of... Uh, so do you have other TV-related ones like this? I'm curious, yes. like, what are, like, the highlights of your collection? Because... Absolutely. I, I brought some. Ooh, yes. uh, I brought some with me. So, uh, in terms of... In, by the way, a 1988-era Trapper Keeper. Absolutely, folder. yeah. Come on. I've always loved this design. The spheres with, yeah. the ma- with like, a maze underneath. It's like, what is... What's this planet like? <laughs> what is going on with this There's planet? There's half a chance I have one in this box right now. It's almost probably the same I, one. I bet you do. It yep. seems like and this is the first time I've I've been to your place, but uh-huh. it seems like we have a lot of either the same stuff or the same genre of oh, stuff. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, well, let's see. I brought uh, Billy and the Boinger's bootleg, as we discussed before, <laughs> which is uh, which is hilariously uh, songwriting credit is, is credit to S. Dallas, uh-huh. Steve Dallas, uh, uh-huh. who is a character uh, in uh, uh, Bloom County, as opposed to oh, the actual God. band. Which there was a the, I forget who it was, but it's on the Wikipedia. That is hilarious. Um, and then the other side, it's it's credited you stink, but I love you. I heart you is credited to B Cat, mm-hmm. Bill the Cat, which is another character. For right. Me. This is, uh, I would say, this is one of definitely one of the highlights of my collection. Um, it looks, I can see some art yes. on it. This is, I am a huge uh, Muppets nerd. I love the Muppets. Yeah. And uh, the Muppets had a fan club. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Muppet Show had a fan club in the oh. 1970s, and they would give you this Flexidisc record Ooh. when uh, when you joined the Muppet Show fan club, and it is terrific. Yeah, because it also does one of my other favorite things, which is direct to audience address. Mm-hmm. I love it when uh, I'm listening to a record or I'm watching some things. I, it happens a lot in like VHS board games, like FLV okay, games yeah. from the 90s, where like the the per, the host is talking directly to you, mm-hmm. but in a fictional context. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's great. So this in this one, uh, Kermit, pretty much every character from the Muppets is like addressing you personally. I love it. Um, so this one is great. Oh. Um, I really like this one too. Mm-hmm. This one I got fairly recently. Um, okay, so we were talking. Uh, little bit about well, well okay so this was from burger king right yeah there was a lot of flexidisc were were associated with food mm-hmm. one of the famous ones was a mcdonald's one where you would play the flexidisc and then if you had the right song you oh, won a prize i have that somewhere of i don't know if it's like, a winning one or not i don't remember i mean if it is mm-hmm. see if you can claim that prize <laughs> You know, some some thirty years later, see if you can get that that money or that Chevrolet or whatever uh-huh. it is they were giving away. Amazing. 
It's been sitting here in this storage container all this time. We were waiting for someone to give me a flexi disc. <laughs> <laughs> this one uh, is from Ralston Purina Company. <laughs> Uh, which what? Ralston, uh, of course, is, is known for their Purina is known for their uh, dog food product, uh-huh. but they also made few food for human children for a time. Uh, Ralston cereals, and they made wow. a number of licensed cereals, like the Nintendo cereal, oh, okay, and uh, Ghostbusters two cereal. So this was a uh, this was a contest. This was a a, a giveaway record similar to the McDonald's one, uh-huh. um, and it was hosted by uh, Harold Ramis. So Harold Ramis <laughs> would ask you trivia yes. about Ghostbusters two. Did you see the movie? Basically, That's did you amazing. see Ghostbusters two? And then if you did, you wrote in with a postcard. And you could win a chance to meet Harold Ramis. God damn it. It's That's amazing. It's it's a wonderful, uh, wonderful record. <sighs> Whoever's listening, if one of you won that contest, could you please call me? Oh, yeah. Because definitely want to hear know who won you. these. Don't you always wonder who wins these dope-ass fucking contests? The, the AV Club did a really good article about the winners of, really? uh, of, the, um, of the Toys R Us uh, that that sweepstakes, the Nickelodeon one, oh, the yeah. Super Toy Run. The yeah, Super yeah, Toy. yeah. They did. It's a great article. It's about uh, it's, it's talking about somebody with their experience of what it was like so to do good. the Super Toy Run and win it. And I love it. Um, it's super. It's a super great article. This one I got recently. Mm-hmm. This is maybe one of the most bizarre ones I have. Uh, <laughs> it's the Mr. Bill's School Days Calendar. Uh huh. And I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out. This is a comedy. Sh- podcast mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go out and say i think mr bill mm-hmm. is truly like would be number one on my list of like lost saturday night live characters mm-hmm. because given like how popular mr bill was mm-hmm. like at the time yeah like no one ever thinks about mr bill no ever no today no never there's a weird revival here and there for commercials in what the late 90s early 2000s maybe maybe for pizza hunt or some shit i don't yeah, remember it what it was right. yeah well but there was so much merchants i have a mr bill book i just whenever i see like a mr bill thing <laughs> i love i'm that. just like oh <laughs> that's funny it's funny that there's that this mr course. Bill that they made a mr bill another mr bill thing <laughs> this was a calendar it was a 1982 calendar mm-hmm. and uh yeah it came with this record and the record it's like goes through like all the months of Mr. Bill's like school year. So it's like <laughs> it's like Mr. Bill like in school and like here was his like experience as a child. Oh my god. And so it goes from uh this is his whole school year and then you have the calendar of uh, poor Mr. Bill. I love it. Um so these are some of the yeah, some of the ones I brought with me, but there's just t- I mean I I have uh I have a bunch of them now. Mm-hmm. Um some I try to find, I, 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 as I say, try to find the ones that I think are truly bizarre. Mm-hmm. Ones that are, uh, people don't like, it's like, it's like, what? <laughs> it's a good reaction. It's a good reaction I really yeah. like. It's like, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it exists. This record exists. <sighs> um, and it was uh, super cheap for them to make it, which of is course. really cool, which is what I love about it. It's just like, yeah, they, they wanted to try something, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. we have a, we have a weird idea. Yeah. Let's see if it works. I still kind of, before my situation changed recently, I was planning to do one as a sort of pre-release to my next album because mm. uh, they're quote unquote cheap. Like they're relatively inexpensive. You can get them done for a couple bucks a piece. You have to buy a run of like 250 of them, you know, right. well, and then, in, in the, in the, uh, I mean, we're talking about for these, it's like runs in the thousands. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah. so by that point, when you're doing runs in the thousands, mm-hmm. it gets much, of cheap, course, much of course. cheaper. Yeah. I couldn't justify it. Like, I'd be like, what do I, what the fuck do I put in it? A nobody, I'm literally going to have to be drop lifting just like inches of them. Like here, here's one inch of, of flexi disc. I'm going to throw them in amoeba or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. There's something about them that's so, even though they're like, Sometimes kind of cheaply made, although like I think they make them. Some of those probably play okay, right? Like the they, plastic uh, ones play better than the the plastic ones, ones play great. Yeah, the cardboard ones play like garbage, <laughs> yeah. as you can as you can hear on this show. <laughs> but the plastic ones actually play pretty great. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean you know the sound quality is tinny, but sure, that's what you expect. Of you know, of course. Um, but yeah, it's they usually play all the way through without skipping or anything like that. If so. you were gonna do one. What yes. would you put on it? Oh my goodness! And you can go back to your your days as the minty fresh voice. No, I think what I would do. Here's here's what I I was thinking about the other day with the flexi. There, there's a really interesting one. I don't own it, 
but um, it's on my eBay watch list. Uh-huh. It was the one that Mad Magazine did. Yeah. And uh, they did a couple of flexies, but one of the ones they did, it had um, this thing where depending on where you put the needle, mm-hmm. it would play a whole different... Oh, they did that on one of those, huh? Yeah. All right. On a flexi, right. So, so yeah, so like the, the, the needle was placed in this position and that did ending number three or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, let's say there were five endings. So I've done a number. I, I've do, done a number of games. I did the. Uh, I worked on the the Wet Hot American Summer role playing game. Oh my god! Um, and uh, I did an RPG called uh, Wizards of Cockblock Forest. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I think I'd want to do a game that had like maybe it's a role playing game, maybe it's a board game or something mm-hmm. that had a record that had like a flexi disc record. Yeah, and that like if you initiated a certain spell mm-hmm. or you hit a certain square on the board that you would like play this album and it would be like oh you know <laughs> let's see what your fate may be <laughs> oh your fate is lose five life and skip a turn I you know yeah. and then you just like okay that's the out like that's the whole record but then mm-hmm. you would play it back you know you'd keep playing it and it would say different things each time i love that i think that'd be cool Maybe you can get together with Paul Fusco and work on an ALF RPG. I think that would be great. Listen. <laughs> He's probably open to, to business ventures He's at open. this point. I've got a take on ALF. Mm-hmm, I've got mm-hmm. a modern take on ALF. I've tried to get him on the podcast, I will say. I have what? tried. Yeah. And he's uh, not doing, he's not well, doing it? Well, every time I've tried, they've said he's working on the ALF movie, which TikTok, TikTok, I haven't seen an ALF movie happen. Although, that is does he make so, me... Is he so busy working on this ALF movie mm-hmm. that he can't spend an hour That's why I in, think. This, in this lovely apartment That's what full I'm of saying. They Might Be Giants merchandise <laughs> Maybe. And, a, and, a, and a cool puppet and a cool FAO Schwartz uh, <laughs> Make Your Own Muppet. Um, yeah, I... I, I I think that might be a little bit of BS you might be getting from Paul Fusco. I well, think he needs to I come on say, the show. He needs to come on the show. Yeah. We'll have a little talky talk. It'll yeah. be a good time. We can talk about the uh, weird ALF TV movie, which I was just going to ask you about. Did you see the, the TV movie that happened a few years after the show went off the air? Well, I've seen the... I've. I, oh, okay. So <laughs> so for some reason in my... Yes. I, yes. Have, I have seen Operation Alf, I, I believe so. is what it's called. Yeah. The one With where... Martin Sheen. Yes, yes. I have seen it. But when you first said that Weird Alf movie, <laughs> in my head I was yeah, like, UHF. did Weird Al and Alf <laughs> team up on like a TV movie? Is, does, that, does that exist? Somewhere, that should exist. Because that is like the the next. That is like the nexus point. If I watch that, I feel like I would be sucked into the TV and I'd be sucked into that universe. Um, yeah, I have seen the very strange. T- it's a to- sort of tonally strange. Uh huh. They barely mention the Tanner family in uh-huh. it. Um, yeah, like Alf is on the run. Um, <laughs> it's kind of dark. At least visually, it's very dark. Pretty dark. Well, because the the show ends on a big cliffhanger. They canceled yeah. it. Like. He's like surrounded by FBI That's agents. Right, yeah. With like and it's like, what's gonna happen to Alf? <laughs> I remember in fact watching the show mm-hmm. and I was like, Mom, what's gonna happen? what's gonna happen to Alf? I was like I was like a kid. I was like, What's gonna happen to Alf? She's like, Well, it's a it's a cliffhanger. You're gonna have to wait till the spring or whatever to find out. So I remember like I made like a post it note for myself <laughs> oh, that no. was like one with just like the words, you know watch alf in spring and i like put it on my desk so i like wanted to remember and then it never like never happened yeah that is heartbreaking he made that movie for you then he did i was the target audience for it (laughs) uh and i didn't even realize it happened until i was an adult Uh, yeah yeah yeah. i had missed it so i'm gonna have to look it up i can't remember who's in it other than martin sheen all i remember is it just being very weird and me being totally on board because it hit me at just the right time so i'm like wait that's weird i haven't nobody alf has done nothing in forever (laughs) it's very strange um i love that you collect do you have do you have any idea of how many of these things you have um 20 or 30 at this point i mean it's not it's like you know, I'm looking. You're, you're looking at your apartment. It's literally all records. This is a very small collection I have, but yeah, there. But, but to yeah, be but... fair, there aren't that many. Gr- I haven't seen no. that many great ones. No. You know, there's a lot of like a lot of like music flexi discs that are like mm-hmm. yeah, like a cool person would probably want. You know, <laughs> uh-huh. but I'm not a cool person. <laughs> I want the weird, bizarre, funny yeah. ones, and there's there aren't as many as uh, as I would think. But I've got that that uh, that eBay search. 
going. Mm-hmm. That flexi disc search on eBay. I'm ready. I, uh, I'm ready to pounce. But I'm going to go to Atom- Atomic Records. You should. You should. It's worth it. If they've still got any, like, you know, last time I went, they had some weird, like, here's a, you know, fucking one of the, what's his name? Uh, David uh, Cassidy, like a David or Sean Cassidy. Oh, Just cr- some weird random things that were on the back of a cereal box. That's great. You know I what I mean? That. Yeah, and no, no, 100%. The Archies, there's a bunch of Archies ones like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, I'm going to pick the, and I'm like, no, I'm not. I, I've got too much shit. <laughs> Had I known you at the time, I would have grabbed all of them. Like, here you go. Feel free to burn whichever ones you don't care about. <laughs> um, okay, so here's a weird thing. Yeah. Why recommend that people listen to these? Oh, why? Because right. Yeah. Why we're, reco- we're there? Why recommend that people listen? Well, first of all, uh-huh. in a way, you already have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, thank you. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I feel like I don't have to do as much work selling these albums. It's true. You heard it. Um, you've already heard it. But I think, um, you know, they are a cultural artifact. Mm-hmm. If uh, if you're a comedy nerd, um, as you probably are listening to this podcast, um, ALF is one of those perennial comedy references. Um, it was, ALF was, on, uh, was in... Um, uh, Bumblebee was in the movie featured what? prominently in the movie what? Bumblebee is a ca- not the character but okay. the TV show the okay. ca- the, the family loves the show Alf. Okay, okay, okay. Um, it would be great <laughs> if Bumblebee met the act- met Alf in context of that Alf that Mel Mac and uh, the Transformers uh, ex- in you know the uh, oh, the Transformers planet exists in the same universe. But anyway, um, but Alf is one of those perennial comedy references, mm-hmm. like Billy Joel sure. or Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. These things that I, I think, at least in my opinion, will always be fun. It's always something mm-hmm. funny that Alf... It's funny that Alf existed. Yes. It's funny that Alf was so successful when it did exist. Uh-huh. And uh, it's always worth... always remi- It's always worth reminding yourself why something is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like... You, it I don't like the Olive Garden... But I'm always excited to go to remind myself like what it is about the Olive Garden that is so funny in the first place, uh-huh. and I think that's doing that with Alf. I think is uh, is a worthwhile endeavor. And this is Agreed. a this is a, I think you can listen to all four of these in less than the time it would take to watch a full episode of Alf. That is true. I think you'll be more entertained. So <laughs> that's my sales pitch that's on perfect. the many faces of Alf. <laughs> Burger King cardboard barely working <laughs> records. Uh, this is going to come out in I cannot remember how long. Let's say four or five weeks. Okay. Okay. Great. So, where can people find you online? Where can people find your work if you have got anything coming up? Uh, let's see. People can find me on Twitter at Jeffrey Golden, G E O F F R E Y, G O L D E N. I'm. There's so much. There's so much stuff. I did. Let's see if I well so that so that uh, if you play role playing games, mm-hmm. uh, the Wet Hot American Summer Fantasy Camp Love RPG, it. which you can get on <laughs> Amazon and at uh, Drive Through RPG, um, it's a game where uh, you play as uh, either a camp counselor or uh, you can play as a child or you can play as a camp staff. You can create your own character or you can play as one of the classic characters of the movie. So you can make your own camp or you can play uh, pre-made adventures in Camp Firewood. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's pretty bonkers. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really easy to play. That that was the idea was make it so that anybody, uh, you don't have to have played Dungeons and Dragons. You don't have to know how tabletop games work mm-hmm. um it's pretty basic uh to allow for the most fun the most zaniness the most craziness sure uh so i'd recommend people picking that up if they if you don't play rpgs um i've written other books too uh you can find uh, a book called dream it screw it that mm-hmm. i wrote mm-hmm. which is a uh, a parody of walt disney imagineering mm-hmm. um i'm also a, a disney nerd um so this is a book of uh, really bad theme park attraction ideas, mm-hmm. um, all created by Dip Disney, who is Walt's uh, forgotten uncle, uh, Walt's uh, forgotten cousin, who is very stupid. Um, somehow made it through multiple decades at the Disney Company and came up with uh, thousands of rejected ideas, none of which were ever uh, built. So uh, this is uh, the there's a lot of artwork and. Uh, uh, this is some of the, the creme de la worst of uh, Dip's ideas. So that's Dream It, Screw It, and that you can get your local bookstore or uh, Amazon as well. Wonderful. 
I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Jason. You are obviously welcome back anytime. Well, that's so wonderful. I Thank expected you. this to be a very fun episode. It was even better. Um, <laughs> and you gave me a nice little flashback to the to, to the 80s. Um, I'm going to tell people to just, uh, you know what, right now, who knows what's going to be happening when this comes out. But let's say, God forbid, I'm still unemployed uh, and I'm still doing extra work. Follow me on Instagram anyway. Jason Klom, J-A-S-O-N-K-L-A-M-M. Hashtag the professional blur. That is me talking about extra work that might sound boring i can't say it's not but i will say when i talk about it take pictures of it i think it's kind of fun and maybe i want to write a book about it and maybe get paid for that so i don't have to do extra work anymore that's the long that's the long and short of it <laughs> um so check that out um that's about it jeffrey thank you again for doing the show oh thanks for having me jason and thank you guys for listening and as always have a good thing Comedy on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. It is produced by Mike Warden and is hosted and edited by Jason Klom. Our theme song was composed and performed by Richard Levinson. You can email us at podcast at comedyonvinyl.com. You can also send snail mail to Stolen Dress Entertainment, P.O. Box 805, Burbank, California, 91503. Subscribe to Comedy on Vinyl on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Comedy on Vinyl, or find everything in one place at ComedyOnVinyl.com. A major portion of Comedy on Vinyl has been underwritten by Stand Up Records. Please visit StandUpRecords.com for all your comedy needs and tune in to the new Stand Up Records channel available on the Roku, where you can also find select episodes of this podcast. This episode is also underwritten by $300 Data Recovery. Visit $300DataRecovery.com to get a quote on their highly recommended data recovery services. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15 plus years. <laughs>